0: Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode 19. I guess we'll do Dalton Zier without the one in front of it. I am your host, Lauren Leach, once again joined by my good friend, Mark Allen. Mark, it is the week that we all love, Tuesday Night Racing, the Gandrude Auto Dixieland 250, one of our favorites every year.
1: Hey, it's like Daytona, man, in uh, in August I get just about as excited about it. Hey, '19 ain't too popular, you know. Uh, I think we were talking that maybe Gene Coleman was kind of running that back in the day. Um, I remember, I remember '19. Uh, I remember J.J. Smith uh, when he was trying to make it in the big time down Milwaukee, and I think he was driving like a '65 Dodge Dart. How does that sound? And then, and then as he was running locally. Uh, He went and ran a Plymouth later on, but as a child growing up, I thought I was, you know, J.J. was my favorite driver, and I was depressed when he wasn't at the track when he was trying to make it big time, and I was kind of selfish, but I still remember that J.J. tried to run a number 19 car.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, speaking of J.J. Smith, we would be remiss to forget we did lose a member of our racing family, actually someone in in my uh, extended family here. JJ drove for um my great uncle Gene Wheeler. Gene and Donna Wheeler. Uh unfortunately we did lose Gene this uh this past week. Um I know I've talked to a lot of people about this. I was hoping to talk to him uh for a couple years now and just dragged my feet on it or weren't weren't able to connect. And I want to do a racing family tree because I go all the way back to Al Pate days and uh Gene Wheeler, all that stuff. So uh, uh rest in peace gene our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in our family your family your friends um so uh we would be remiss without without starting with that
1: yeah for sure he always uh, i remember gene he drove a number 25 it was a coupe it was green with a yellow 25 on it when i first remember gene rennan and uh yeah he teamed up with jj smith uh through the years and you know they just uh just a couple of weeks ago, they put his son, Rod, uh, you know, in the circle of fame out there, you know? So yeah, you let me know that news the other night and I just like, uh, yeah, sorry to hear that man. So yeah, all the condolences go out to the family and out there for Gene and his, and his family out there.
0: Yeah. And actually Rod went in with Donna Jean Motorsports, So they have multiple championships out there. Um, did a lot for the racing community, a lot for racing. And quite frankly, um is a reason why I'm out there today. I told Rod that. Um, watching Rod and, and my uncle race out there. My uncle Zuma Newman. Um, we lost him uh, at the beginning of the decade here. And man, it uh, it always struck sucks when you when you lose a part of the racing community. Um, you know, and and they were prominent in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we go through it all the time. It seems. You know, racing goes back a long time, you know, and people get up in age and, and we lose them and all you got left is memories, you know, and good memories, you know, remember, yes, remember them back in the day. So that's why we bring it up and we remember people like that.
0: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, great memories. Uh, uh, thank them for, for all that they did. make sure you thank people who are currently in the race community, all that they do too, because you, you just never know um, the, the unfortunate part of life. Um, but let's, uh, let's dive into it. I mentioned the, uh, auto group, auto group, Dixieland 250 this year. Um, what a tremendous event every year. It dates back to 1981. How about that, Mark?
1: Um, I did not know that. Um, I know there was a few years it didn't run. Um, very popular, always a Tuesday. First, uh, first one in August. Um, it's not known as the Dixieland anymore. Uh, back in the day, they brought so many of the guys from, from uh, NASCAR and they would come up and it would be a Dixieland. And it's definitely known, well known, um, apparently, because we have a lot of big name drivers coming this week.
0: Absolutely. The list is incredible. And speaking uh, of the list, Mark, can you share? Uh, the list with everyone on who's coming. It's, it's really incredible.
1: Yeah, I got it right here. I was, uh, you know, if anybody sees me out at the track, I've always got headphones on and I always keep up with the, uh, the frequencies, so I keep up with all the drivers. So, the drivers we have uh, that are registered, uh, don't know if they're all going to be here or whatever, uh, but we'll go down the list here. Uh, number four would be Luke Fenhouse. Uh, number five, Johnny Sauter. Number seven, John DeAngelis Jr. And then Pauly Schaefer from Indiana will be up in the seven car. Brazen Bennett. Um, I talked to their team the other night. Uh, so-so. Don't know. It's 50-50. Brazen would like to get in there. Uh, Derek Krause from the from the truck series, in number nine. He's coming. Andy Monday, our good friend, uh, he's been he was down helping uh, John DeAngelis down in Pensacola and flying back and forth around the country and he's back and so he's going to throw his hat around.
0: Yeah, Andy has been a very busy guy, but he gave us some time and we were able to interview him. So let's hear from him now. Here with Andy Monday, 2017 WIR champion. Andy having a great start to the season. Ran into some trouble on the white race, uh, but going to run the Gantwood Auto 250 as well.
2: Yeah, we've had a really strong car all year. Um, thanks to the efforts of the guys on my team, we built a new car in the off season with Travis Dassault and apex motorsports and uh really you know because of the late start for the season this is only our seventh race on the car and i just feel every week we're getting stronger and stronger and um, the past couple weeks we've uh, put together a couple good runs so carry some momentum into the tuesday night deal the 250 and hopefully see uh how we stack up against uh all the big boys
1: hey, what would it mean to you uh to win that on tuesday night
2: winning the dixieland 250 for me would be as equal as winning a championship out here, so I've already joked with the guys that if uh, if we did pick up the victory on Tuesday, that the trailer is not leaving here, and the party that happened in 2017 might have a sequel. Um, no, just because it's, it's so much good competition. I mean, obviously the names that stand out are Kyle Busch and Ty Majeski, but if you just look through the depth of the field, you know Gabe Summers is going to be strong, Luke Fenhouse, um, just all the guys with the Midwest Tour um you know you bring in all these names and they're coming right through your backyard so uh this is where you really figure out where your program is uh and if you if uh you can stack up with those guys and run with them you know that's uh that's a pretty big deal so we're looking forward to it and i know there's a lot of local guys that maybe aren't running it because it's tough for the turnaround right away for thursday um, and you're racing for points and everything else but really if there's a $10,000 to win race in your backyard and you have a super late model car, you should be here. That's that's just how I feel about it and let the chips fall where they may. Why is the race so special to you? Um, probably the biggest thing for me is I grew up coming here and I remember coming to the 250 with my brother as, as long as I can remember. Um, you know, There were guys like even Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Allison and um, Rusty Wallace. You know, They'd always have different names that came in every year. Um, So it was cool, and it was always an event that you'd, as soon as the schedule come out, you'd circle that first Tuesday in August, that we're going to that, we're going to be there all day, um, and just for years, watching. And, you know, one of the cool things now, racing with my brother on the half mile, well, we don't race against each other, but racing out here, is uh, when we used to come to the 250 and the Arco races, we had two favorite drivers, and they were Steve and Tom Carlson. I was a Steve Carlson fan, and my brother was a Tom Carlson fan, so... Last week when we both had fast time when we were on the front stretch, it brought back some of those memories from the early 90s too at the Dixieland watching Steve and Tom Carlson run. So there's a lot of history there, and, again, it's, uh, it's really showing where your program is and how you can stack up against the guys of that caliber that do this full-time for a living. Carl looks really good
0: on the long run there. What do you need to be able to compete up near the front on Tuesday and take home the W?
2: Well, there's a lot of factors and that's one of the intriguing things about the 250. It's not always the guy that has the fastest car that's going to win the race. There's tire management, uh, there's when to stop for fuel, you're going to have one pit stop for sure for fuel. Do you come in early, do you come in late, uh, play the track position game and then really one of the things that uh, I'm very proud of on our program is just the the preparation that goes into it and the lack of mechanical failures we've had over the last four or five years. So. Uh, it, it turns into an attrition race. You gotta keep the brakes on it, you gotta keep the bumper on it. You you can't you can't have something fault, you know, ignition failure, anything like that's gonna take you out of the race. So I think last year they started twenty-eight cars, I wanna say ten or twelve finished on the lead lap by the end. So you just gotta you gotta hang around, you gotta hang with it. And even if you're running fifteenth, sixteenth place and maybe you might fall a lap down, you just hang with it because you're gonna get back on the lead lap eventually. You're just gonna be pit stops, you're gonna let it cycle through. And uh, the guys who are fast in the first half of the race might not be the fast guys at the end of the race. So um, there's a lot of that plays into it. And, you know, typically here on a Thursday night, we're running 35 to 50 lap features. This is five features in one night that we're racing. Um, So I'm really excited for that. And uh, obviously you guys know I put a lot of stock into physical fitness for myself uh, behind the wheel. And I think that gives our team an advantage as well, uh, just trying to keep... uh, keep uh, the cardiovascular health in because it's, you know, even though it's only going to be 70, 75 degrees next Tuesday, it gets so hot inside those race cars. And if you're in them for over an hour, hour and a half, you start making mental mistakes and not even knowing it when you're extremely tired. So um, I'm looking forward to that part and hopefully uh, we can wear some of those young guys out.
1: So rumor has it you're going down to Florida and, and help out uh, JD, uh, John DeAngelis. And then uh, how much prep do you have to do in your car? Is it pretty much set, or do you have a lot of prep that you got to set up
2: to Tuesday night? Yeah, so it's actually funny. There's always a question mark on that coming into tonight. So how is tonight going to go? How are we going to end up? Is there going to be any damage? Is there going to be any extra work? And uh, fortunately for us, we had a good night tonight. Ended up finishing third. Um, So kind of just our normal program to get ready for Tuesday. There's some extra things uh, for tools and the pit stop and all that kind of stuff and some extra tires we need to get mounted, demounted. Uh, Things like that, but uh, pretty much a normal week for us. We typically do a few things on the weekend, and then Monday night, the guys come over and we get the thing ready for a typical Thursday night. So we'll be there Monday night getting it ready for Tuesday, and then uh, after Tuesday night, turning right back around and back at it Wednesday to get ready for Thursday. So uh, every year, I take the whole week off from work for vacation just because I know that's if you want to run the 250 and you want to do it right. That's uh, what you have to do to be able to compete. You can't just roll it out of the trailer and show up and hope for the best. It's uh, it's too competitive, and there's too many good guys coming for that. Well, we uh, appreciate your time here. Good luck on Tuesday. Good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thanks for having me, and great podcast, guys. I listen as often as I can. Appreciate good luck. it. Good
3: luck.
0: We'll see you next Thank time. Andy was the 2017 Fox River Racing Club champion, and we appreciate his time. Who else do we have, Mark?
1: Bobby Kendall, who's won three in a row out here at Kakana, and wow, has he got that thing on a roll.
0: Yeah, Bobby is one of the hottest racers in the state, if not the country right now, and we were fortunate enough to be able to interview him. Here he is now. Here with Bobby Kendall. Bobby has won the last three uh, Thursday night weekly shows here. Bobby, man, you're on a mission this year.
3: Yeah, this thing has been been on a rail. We started out the season fast, and uh, just... Every week, it's you know if we finish the race, we're in, we're in a pretty good spot usually towards the end. So, yeah, I just I can't give up my guys. and you know, We caught, got, caught on to something last year and uh, just worked on over the winter and uh, a little bit of tweaking here and there this year, and the car's been a rocket.
0: You've been great early on in, in previous seasons as well, just ran into some bad luck. Seems like you really come into your element later as the season gets going as well, which propels you. Uh, hot right from the get go. Didn't run into much bad luck this year, and, and it shows. You're the point leader out here on Thursday night. So just a great season going so far.
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, we had a couple, couple problems early on in the year, but uh, you know we came out of it, and the car's been fast enough to, you know, be able to run up front. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a heck of a year so far, and hopefully we can keep it going.
1: So is this car you're going to run the 250?
3: Yeah, we're going to bring this one up here. Uh, it's it's been a, it's just been so good that uh, you know hopefully you know, hopefully it'll last for 250 laps. I think I think it will on the white race. You know, at 100 laps, the car seemed pretty good yet. So uh, yeah, just just made sense. You know, we're running good. Uh, the car's been on a rail, and uh, we haven't run the other car much. So you know, hopefully we can bring this one up here. And, and you're and gonna run that one at the car.
1: Dells on Saturday, aren't
3: you? Uh, yep, we're on that one at the Dells. So hopefully we can. We've been struggling there lately, so hopefully we can get a good finish here. Why is the Gandrud Auto 250 important for you to run? Uh, just the competition, and uh, you know it's gonna be. Hopefully we, you know, we have a good enough car. We can run up front with you know all the top guys, and uh, this track is unique, and you know with that many laps. It's we're, we're usually we're usually there at the end, you know. So yeah, it's a lot of fun and. Tough competition. Obviously, the pay is always, you know, the payouts <laughs> always you know, nice at the end. So, uh, yeah, just always seem to run good in them longer, longer races. So,
0: what do you think you'll need to get yourself to the checkered Freight Flag there on uh,
3: Tuesday? Well, I think early on, just we're gonna have to stay out of trouble. Uh, a lot of new, new guys coming up here, but obviously they all got good experience. So, just stay out of trouble early on, and I, I think just kind of stay on the same track we're going here. I'll uh, we'll probably make a couple adjustments, but I think we can make it. You know, late in the race, and then put some tires on and be all right for the last, last, you know, a couple laps.
1: A lot of people are talking to me about if I have the video that when you passed Maxwell early tonight, that they didn't think that pass was going to stick. And there's some people that are really <laughs> lo- looking to see if I got that video. Do you uh, do you recall passing Maxwell on that restart?
3: Yeah, going into. Uh... Going into one, into one there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to give me the outside there, but uh, this thing just gets in the corner so good that uh, we, I don't know what it is. We're just, we're on to something here, and uh, yeah, you know, they get me a little bit in the middle, but in and off, just this thing's unbelievable. So A lot of
1: smiles. You seem to be very, uh, very happy.
3: Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's been a couple of years. We had some, you know, bad luck here the last two years, just struggling with the car and. Uh, we built a, a new car a couple of years ago with Joe, and it's just been taking a little bit to get used to, and you know, new things, you know, setup-wise, and uh, feels feels good here to finally get a couple in a row and finish up front. So.
0: What's been the biggest difference this year, and what would it mean
3: for you to win on Tuesday? Oh, uh, this. I mean, we put in a lot of a lot of work in the off season, and uh, uh, just practice early on. Now, the first time we came up here, we were way off and went back and kind of looked over everything and went through the notes. And, I mean, we came back and really, really picked up. But yeah, to win this thing, that'd be, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> couldn't imagine it. It'd be something else. You know, they they like would know you
1: nationwide if you, yeah. if you pulled it off.
3: Yeah, that'd be, it's awesome. It's like Kyle Bush, Bubba Pollard, all them guys coming in. Ty Majewski's going to be here, so. No, it's, it's gonna to be tough, you know. It's it's not gonna be an easy task. So but it'd be I mean to be up there, you know, racing with them guys at the end that'd be so.
0: I don't know if we consider you a local necessarily, but we'll we'll be watched everyone will be watching you on, on Tuesday night. It's one of the weekly shows here. Thanks for taking the time tonight and good luck on Tuesday and the rest of the way here. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully we yeah, can put luck, on a bad. good show good Tuesday. Luck, <laughs> Well, Bobby Kendall is on a hot streak here, he won the last three weeks, including the white race, became the point leader a few weeks ago as well. He may just be the candidate that runs away with the championship for the Fox River Racing Club at Wisconsin International Raceway. Uh, coming Tuesday, it's a different animal, but I would not be surprised to see him at the end, The way, especially the way he's running.
1: Boy, was he in a good mood when we talked to him. Huh? He, was, uh, he was very open to talk and... Um, yeah, things are, things are good when you're winning like that, man. So he's got that car, he's got that car hooked up and uh, pointed in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, I've told him when I was interviewing him after he won on Thursday, I probably wouldn't touch a thing on that, on that machine, uh, because it's been darn near perfect, uh, every week for the last few
1: weeks. Yeah, he was fast qualifier and he comes through the pack, you know, and, and he, he was, he was definitely the dominant one out there. He definitely earned it out there last Thursday night. Three in a row. Ooh.
4: Um,
0: who else will we be seeing?
1: Uh, number 13, Andrew Brocker. Uh, he was not a singer the other night. Uh, Carson, Ho- Ho- Carson Hosevar from uh, from Michigan. And if he's driving that 71 car um, with the Van Dorn car, if, that, if that's what he's running, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I, think, Mason, you, I think he'll
0: actually be be driving the normal 14 that he drives if if I heard that correctly but uh, uh, good car and good driver nonetheless.
1: Yeah he is registered as a 14 but uh, you know he's been driving that 71 car and I hear that's unbeatable so you can you can always put a 14 on that 71 car if that's uh, if that's the case but that is a big swing that's coming from Michigan. Um, Austin Nason. You know he's a champion. Uh, Gabe Summers, there's there's another one. He's got a lot of good guys in his corner, and the 15 car. Number 16, Caden Lapovich, and he is a Canadian, a Canadian champion. Um, I had a, I was gonna do some research on him, um, see uh, what he's all about. Um, local Grant Griesbach, Uh, you know that kid's been getting faster all the time too. He's uh, doing really well. Yeah, Uh, 26 Travis Travis Braden. Yeah, Greasebach. Just uh, he's making the dash every week out there on Thursday nights. So, yeah, he is really coming around being a good driver. Much improved. And then uh, Travis Braden, the uh, Snowball Derby winner. He just threw his hat in the ring here last week in the 26 car. Bubba Pollard. Wow, everybody, they say he's everybody's favorite and, and he's ours, you know, for sure. He's approachable and he's just a good old boy. Uh, glad to see him. I'd uh, love to see him come up here. Uh, there's some people that are kind of like hoping that he makes it, and, and that's you and me. And uh, 28, Corey Manders, uh, local. Uh, we talked to him the other night. He up. Yep, he's going to be in there. Uh, Pete Vandermullen, who had a, a scary incident there on the backstretch Thursday night. Um, car was tore up pretty bad. I don't know if he's going to actually make it. And and then Trevor Vandermullen, he's going to be there too. Um, can give it a shot maxwell schultz um we talked to him the other night and uh you know he's got a good ride that's going on there he
0: certainly does and uh always competitive out there and well let's hear from mighty max here with uh maxwell schultz who's also going to run the uh Android auto group 250 maxwell a good showing tonight looking forward to
5: tuesday yeah and uh hopefully it'll be a good time we had to come down here tonight kind of check out the bugs Um, being only the second race we ran all year and uh, had to get some more race more
0: race laps in but yeah looking forward to it. I've been taking some time off this year Uh, what's the reason behind that and will there be more in the future? Um, Just needed kind of a break from
5: everything towards the end of last year it was starting to become more like a job and not fun so as soon as that happens you got to take a step back and started join it again. And we kind of want to hit some of the marquee races. We're looking forward to running Milwaukee again and uh, running the Dixieland and some select ones here. So Milwaukee got canceled. We're on the Dixieland. And then uh, just kind of take a step back and take a breather in life.
1: So uh, you uh, wanted to run the bugs out of it. Do you got any bugs in it, or are you pretty comfortable? Going to be competitive? I'm comfortable. We should be.
5: Hopefully we're competitive. Um, worked a couple things out. Had a couple changes that we made. The car Responded to them and we should be good. Um, yeah, it was one of those. I mean, it's a car we. It was not a new car. It's the car we've always ran here. So we put our basic setup in and it was good. Um, more, more drivers a little rusty from you know sitting at home and not doing too much. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we learned enough we can apply to them. And the biggest thing tonight was you know just keeping the car in one piece so you know we can work on it instead of fixing it. And we talked about coming out and testing. And but testing and racing is two different things. So we had to come out here and get some laps in, and I think we're pretty confident that we'll give them
0: give them a run for their money. So close to a championship one year ago here with the Fox River Racing Club um, Tuesday night. You're always competitive out here. What do you need to take that next step? You've run. We were just talking to your dad. Running top five and the battery goes bad a few years ago. What do you need to take home the checker flag?
5: Um, I think the biggest thing is luck. I mean, you've been here a lot of times where, you know, ties ran good and he's had weird stuff happen and other people, you know, Johnny was walking away with it one year and a wheel bearing goes out or something happened in the front end. So the first and foremost is just luck. I mean, 250 is hard on these cars, you know, so it's just make sure you got everything crossed off and everything stays together. And then just luck and having a car and tires left at the end of 250. So Hopefully the car responded to a little bit longer runs that we had here. Obviously, it was only 35 laps tonight versus 25, 250. But uh, they're, I think it'll come down to a short run, and if we can be up there, and depending on who's all there, we'll have a shot at it. What makes the uh, 250 so special to you? I think just, you know, the people that want it. You know, we, did, we haven't ran it many times just because when you're running here weekly, it's hard to run weekly and run that 250. It's just financially and just time-wise it's tough to do but obviously it's a it's a marquee event you know and that that shows by the people showing up to it you got kyle bubba all these people coming from all over i mean they won't they don't come for a small show so and when there's a big show in your backyard it's cool to run it so it uh we go out there run good in the marquee event get your name out there and get a little more respect and ain't,
1: ain't too bad so what would it mean to you to, to win? I mean, if you win this thing, uh, is the trailer going home that night, or <laughs> are you uh, possible? I, I mean, party till light. Dad
5: drives the trailer home, so I might go home. <laughs> I don't know if I go home with it, but yeah, I mean, it would be it'd be cool to you know check it off the list. I mean, it was. I think you know going into it, I could guarantee on the list of ten people, we're not going to be on the top ten to win it. You know, and just because I think there's a little bit of a not disrespect, but you know, we run. We run really good, but we don't get the, the respect sometimes. So I think we have a ch- shot at it, and uh, it would mean a lot. I mean, obviously, it'd be the biggest win I've had, and uh, so hopefully, of all the you know stars aligned, we can we can bring her home. After the 250, what's the plan for you going forward? Um, not too much. Um, I, no, I floated the idea. Depends on how the Dixieland goes. Uh, might run the blue race because Terry's going into the Ring of Honor, and Terry's been. He was someone I you know I was a big fan of when I was a kid and he uh we I raced a lot against him, learned a lot and even after the fact, you know, we've been uh, been cordial and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to come down and run that. Um so we'll see that. And after that there's nothing else planned. I'm getting married, um, come Labor Day, So just kinda once once the Dixie is done and then once if we do the blue race, we're gonna be uh kind of focusing on it. You know, it was only a couple weeks before that. So we'll be focusing sure. on that then be up in the air i know there's maybe october fest but that really will boil down to cars and financial and stuff like that so really on the table there's one maybe two races left
0: well congratulations on the engagement having the wedding here shortly thanks for the time today good luck in the 250 and we'll look for you forward to you uh, after that as well sounds good yeah, Thanks, good right. luck. Good luck, thank bro. you good luck thanks. See you so there was uh, another great interview from a former Red, white, and blue champion. I believe he has two of them uh, tied with Brett Piantek that one year. Um, I think there was a disqualification of someone, so they ended up tying uh Maxwell. Uh, all of them guys were fortunate that we gave him time, but Maxwell was uh was another good one to interview.
1: Yeah, it was a surprise. We thought that he was gone and then he popped up and and he was genuine uh, to sit and talk to him too. So um, he seems rather confident too, you know. So uh, good luck to all them local guys we'd like to see them do really well on third on Tuesday
0: yeah and Maxwell was running in the top five in recent years uh, ended up they thought they had a miss in the motor it ended up being a battery uh, that wasn't charging the alternator went bad um, so unfortunately that ended their day late um, but they they've been competitive for a long time and we'll see what they got on Tuesday uh, what's next, mark?
1: Uh, Louis Goss, um, he's out of Green Bay. Uh, Don't see him running around here too much, but uh, yeah, he's going to be there in the 36 car. Yeah, speaking Um, of
0: Louis Goss, he gave it a a try in the trucks a few times, if you remember correctly back in Bristol. Got extremely loose for qualifying, made uh, TV for that move. Uh, He's actually going to be racing Tom G Jr.'s car that 36, so uh, cool to see Louis and Tom G team up there.
1: Ah, there's some information I didn't know. Yeah, I see the 36 car, so that would make sense. And then Andrew Morrissey, he's always good wherever he goes. Um, he lost his father recently, so he really hasn't been racing much here in the last couple weeks. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll be there. Uh, Dennis Prunty in the 42 car. Big money man. When the money's on the line, Dennis Prunty's always around, and uh, <laughs> he does very well. Um, Justin Mondike in the 44 car uh, he uh, wow he's been tearing it up up north uh, he just went up in Norway and he's uh, been getting them over there at, at Wausau and uh, yeah he's been doing a super job uh, our good friend Rich Bickle he keeps on going here number 45 you know and he, he's won this race back in the day back in the late 80s and uh, he's been super fast lately doing really well. Um, and then another 45 would be Jeff Van Outenhoven, JVO. And uh, we had a good conversation with him the other night. And uh, he, he's fast.
0: We did have a great conversation with him, and and here it is. Here with JVO, Jeff Van Outenhoven. Jeff, you're having a great start to the season here. I say start where we're probably about middle of the way
4: through. We're kind of almost wrapping up here. This thing has gotten better and better week to week. Yeah, we've been, uh, you know, working on the, the shock geometry at a front end geometry uh, working with Pathfinder uh, we have two motor combinations working with Stevie with competition and we work with the, the seal motor with Jeff hammer down in Alabama uh, it's coming along we got Dan Stillman uh, ex-crew chief for Carl Edwards he's coming down he he gave us a lot of great advice the last couple weeks and it's definitely helping out I know Dan well actually my family does so that's cool to hear um... Yeah, we mentioned the thing gets better and better. Why is it important for you to run the Gandrew Auto 250 on Tuesday? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think it's like our 250, or our Daytona here, uh, for short track racing. You know, you got Kyle Busch coming in, Bubba Pollard. You got, you know, you got all these full-time guys. This is going to be a tough show to make this year, uh, to make that top 16. I, I'm going to say it's going to take a zero to make the show. And wow. um, it's going to be fast. You got full-time teams. We're just a... Uh, A short track team we all have full-time jobs and kids and everything else and um it's going to be a good show though
1: so uh this car you're going to run
4: yeah we're going to run we did run the tour car which we call it our tour car we usually use it for the specials uh our thursday night car we definitely have an issue with something Uh, we want to get that car put on a chassis dyno Uh, we were hoping to do that saturday But, you know, we're we're really close in the points. I know Kendall's like stealing the show the last three weeks and uh, he's definitely fast. And hopefully we can catch up, make up some points and at least challenge him at the end of the month here. And, uh, you know, this car runs extremely well everywhere we go. And being in the points, we brought this car back out.
1: So uh, it looked like you got a little tight as you went on here tonight.
4: Uh, the car was extremely well I, you know, Where I started I had a couple slower cars in front of us And I, you know, we couldn't get down to the inside And eventually we worked down there And, and uh, got back up in the lead And it was just a lane choice I just got in the wrong lanes And just couldn't make nothing happen And we, uh, a couple cars got around uh, I believe we were the fastest car Of the first 10 last But that don't pay the, the check at the checkered And um, we got tight We were starting to bounce with the shocks in the front but we're working on it and uh, you know at the end there I just kind of alright I, I worked on Andy and I couldn't get him I'm just like we'll save these two tires for next week. It's been a rough couple of years for you guys after those
0: championships years from what the level of that you guys are used to here in the fans and everyone's used to you but it's coming back this year what's been the biggest difference for you?
4: Well you know we had the crash in 15 and we were out for that year and then uh, built a brand new car, and that car was fast in 16, and actually in 17, uh, we had another car built, and we, I thought we had a great shot at winning a 250 that year. We led a lot of laps, and uh, you know, they play that competition caution, and we were supposed to have it, and we never had it within that time period or that lap period, and we ran out of gas. And then we had to go to the back, and we, it takes a long time to recoup that, and um we got it back we ended up in the top five which is an awesome run for a local guy against you know some of the best in the country Absolutely. but uh yeah we've been struggling i mean the, the cars across the country they're getting so close everything is getting so competitive a quarter inch can make or break your car uh being faster being maybe two tenths off so you know you got to make sure your car is like right on week after week what do you need to win on Tuesday, and how special would that be? Yeah, well, I there's a lot of things that you need. Uh, you know, I always said uh, racing 75% luck, and uh, we're probably going to need like 100% luck racing against these guys, but um, God, would it be a, a, a freaking uh, awesome feeling. I mean, I don't think we'd go to work for a week. we probably have to miss next Thursday. But uh, um you know, just to run good, have a good uh, car. We ran good the last couple years. We were running in a sixth spot, and we had a distributor failure with uh, 15 to go. And we had um, too much split, and we ran 150 laps to Lewis because we had a lot of green flag. Well, like I said, you get behind in these big races, it takes a long time to recoup that time and get back up front. And that's what we fought last year, but uh, I always said uh, we struggled with our tour races going to Madison for the the, the tour race. And, um, I, you know, we just got to show up. We got to have our game on. We got to have our stuff together. We're going to work on the car tomorrow. Uh, we're working on it all day Saturday. So we got six guys working on that car Saturday. And we're going to try to make everything perfect. We're going to try some things that I've never tried before. but. <laughs> Dan Stillman's going to do something exotic. I know Ty's tried it at a dump, uh, couple of different places, and we'll just see if I like it. Every driver is different.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time tonight. Good luck on Tuesday and the rest of the season here at WIR.
4: Yeah, thank you. I uh, really appreciate it, and uh, you know we just keep putting these good shows on, and that's what uh, short track racing is right, about. Luck, Jeff, Absolutely. We'll right thank you. Appreciate, you. appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Talked to JVO for quite a while after, Mark, you and I did, uh, just talking about reminiscence about late 80s, 90s stuff out at Wisconsin International. it was great discussions all the way around.
1: Yeah, I hope we didn't make him feel old, you know. And We were starting to talk about 1990. I'm going, dude, do you know how many laps ago that was, you know? And, and we had a good laugh on that, you know. And, my God, he's pretty sharp, though. He remembers all those races. Like, you remember that stuff? And, you know, but, yeah, he was – um, he had all kinds of information. Uh, Jeff's Jeff's a really cool guy.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He was talking about the, the first race that he had. Uh, him and uh, he got tangled up with my uncle, so <laughs> we had a few laughs about reminiscing about that stuff. Just uh, I could talk all day about the memories.
1: But yeah, we still have some of the lineup left here. And then uh, forty-seven, the Casey Johnson and their touring car, That is going to be. That's going to be a. Um, <laughs> a good uh competitor right there. I I have a feeling that car is going to be very strong.
0: Yeah, Casey is always strong no matter where he goes, but he also has the last two Fox River Racing Club championships out there. So uh we were able to catch up with Dennis Chase's owner. Here with Dennis Chase, owner of Chase Motorsports. Here we're going to have Casey Johnson in the field on Tuesday for the Gandred Auto 250, Dennis, uh, always competitive car. Got Casey coming back with you with the tour race here. Um, what do you think about Tuesday?
6: I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. That'll be the partnership car. Um, we have no testing whatsoever. But the Furies have had a good setup here, so we'll see. <laughs> That's what I'll say about our car.
1: So that'll be the first time that car will be here? In
0: that'll be the
6: first time that car will ever be here.
1: Um, why is it so special
0: for you to, to run the 250
6: it's one of the crown jewels and, You know it I know Casey won it, but it was by default and he'll even admit that you know because Kyle got DQ would so legitimately winning this the Madison 200 and the lacrosse 200 is a triple-crown That's w- that's What everybody's tries for in Wisconsin?
0: Um, having a, a decent year out here, growing pains, maybe a little bit, um, some struggles, but but not not terrible.
6: Um, everything, the COVID set us behind. and Then we have a motor issue week two, and we just we need laps. It, he needs something different. Eugene needs something different in than Casey does, and it's just been a a little bit more of a learning process than I thought it would be.
0: What does racing in general mean to you? Because you started out as an incredible fan, decided to get involved with with Monday as your first venture into it, then ventured out on your own, had great drivers like Terry Baldry, Mike Gardner, Casey Johnson, among others. Dalton. Dalton. uh, What what does racing mean to you? Because you're just a guy who, who loves it.
6: It's hard to explain. It just gets in your blood and... It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. It's the most emotional sport there is. Because I walked out of this place and said I would never come back to WIR. And I've walked out of this place and I thought I was God. I really did. And that's how emotional this sport can be. It's always been that way.
1: So your confidence level is kind of 50-50 here? I mean, that 47-traveling car you got is a stolen race car. So you it, should you should be pretty good. You should have little confidence. I'm confident,
6: or, but Wausau really hurt us. That was that same car. I don't know what happened. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be a tough field. I mean qualifying in the top sixteen is gonna be an accomplishment. Travis Brady, Bobo Pollard. I mean, there's people tie. There's people that win everywhere. I mean and you come here and it's a difficult track. Casey hasn't been here a lot this year. It's gonna be we're behind a little bit, I feel. I mean it might we might be a top five car all day. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We'll see. I'll know in two laps. Sure. Literally, I'll know in two laps.
0: What do you think you'll need to take home the checker flag, and how much would that mean to you
6: and your team and your driver? Patience, a good long-run car, and luck is what you need. And it I definitely won't be going to work the next day.
1: <laughs> if you win it, are we going to party right <laughs> yeah, here? we're going to party. <laughs> well,
6: we're going to party. It's one of the crown jewels. I mean, Madison 200, I've led with five to go with Travis Sauter. And Casey and I, There was it was raining a mile from the track, and we were leading. And I thought that was going to be one. But Cross... We've had top five finally last year. But it's it's hard to win these races and Ty puts a lot of pressure on the rest of the field. I'll admit it. He's I you know, Kyle's coming, but I still feel Ty's the favorite. I really do. I, I don't know what him and Toby do, but they're basically unbeatable.
0: Well, you just mentioned another driver that we forgot, Travis Sauter, there's another driver that you have that's been incredible. Uh, struggled a little bit in your car, but Thank you for taking the time today. Good luck on Tuesday and the rest Thank of the you. way. We good appreciate luck. it. Good luck, Dennis. Good luck. Yeah, appreciate
6: it. Out, yep.
0: <laughs> I know Dennis is a, a little worried, he says, but um, I think they will do just fine. Casey's a great driver. They got a good team behind them, and uh, they'll be one to watch. Mark, let's finish up the lineup here.
1: Uh, 51, Kyle Busch, you know. He's going to come up here. It's his... Uh... First time he's ever won in a super late was here at Kekana. And um, so he's going to give her a shot. Um, And then he's bringing a teammate along, Sammy Smith. He was at Slinger, also in a 51 car. He broke down there early. But, uh, yeah, so we got tag team uh, Kyle Busch cars uh, with Kyle Busch and Sammy Smith coming. Uh, Ricky Baker from Illinois in the 52 car. He's uh he's coming up here. Uh, how about Brent Strelka? There's a local. Uh, was very strong in the beginning. Um, struggling a little bit here. Hopefully they uh get it all straightened out, and they, they should be fast. They were third last year, so so they were pretty good. Boris Yurkovic in the 53. He um yep from Illinois. He's always around for the big races. Jonathan Island from Minnesota will be here, and uh, he's always a good strong um, candidate too. Uh, number 80 ryan farrell um he's a good racer too and then uh ty majeski probably the favorite out there um running the truck series and coming back home to give it a shot and the last uh would be dalton zier and he just sure knows how to get around kakana too so yeah there's 36 cars that are registered uh, to be there so it's going to be one heck of a show man <laughs> an
0: absolute incredible field i mean wow Um, Look at that list of drivers that are coming up here. Um, But I do think you'll see some. Some locals mix it up here. There's uh, definitely some good ones as we just talked to them.
1: You know, off to the side, we talked to them, uh, you know, not on the interview. We talked to them and and it all comes down to luck, you know, and uh, all of them remember the things that went bad. You know, And you've got to be perfect out there. Anything that goes wrong on on one occasion is going to take you out of the running it has to be a perfect day for you to win out there because everybody is just so equal out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and he was even talking about the luck factors. You just mentioned Johnny Sauter was dominating. I think it was 2016. It would have been his third win, um, in, in the race and broken a frame, um, talk about bad luck. I mean, dominating the whole race and late he breaks an a frame, which, isn't very very often that you see that.
1: Well, when you slam the car into turn one like that and you hit the hill, you know, Kakana is tough on parts. You know, arms. I always remember those. Everybody and probably Tuesday night you'll probably see somebody have an incident with that. But uh, every once in a while, it seems like yeah, uh, is is a tough. Uh, it's a tough uh, on vehicles. You know, you think about that. That's that's five features all wrapped up in one. And so, uh, you know, it's got to be perfect if someone wants to win that.
0: Yeah, we've seen some of the best of the best come out to WIR and absolutely be out for lunch. Uh, couldn't figure it out. So, uh, yeah, that's no joke. Uh, Wisconsin International Raceway is uh, is a tough, tough track. You
1: know, the only one that I remember was the 81 car when he came up here, uh, Chase Purdy you know, and just like, you know, from Mississippi, Uh, you know, just like we're going to see Caden Lasovich come up here, you know, and just like, hey, wait till you get a good taste of Kakana, you know, but, um, you know, Purdy made that work and he won that race, you know, for being the first time there. And that doesn't happen very often. Um, You know, you got to have a little bit of experience uh, to run Kakana. It's, it's a, it's a, it's its own animal out there. It's a tough place to get around.
0: Absolutely. No doubt. We could talk about all, all day about that. So, I do have some trivia here for you, Mark. A little different here. I'm probably putting you on your spot a little bit. There are 30 some drivers, 36 drivers entered for this race. How many are past champions at anywhere? um past race winners of the Dixieland 250
1: well I know Johnny Sauter he he's got one um I'm looking down the list here
0: and and by mm-hmm. champion I mean champion of a series either at NASCAR WIR any anything here
1: oh well yeah well Johnny Sauter you know he's won how many truck championships you know uh you go down the list uh You know, Andy Monday, he's won a a Thursday night championship. Uh, Bobby Kendall, he's won a couple uh, red, white, and blues. Um, You know, and then Bubba Pollard, oh, my God, (laughs) the list is long with him. Uh, Maxwell Schultz, uh, he's a red, white, and blue champion. Uh, How about Dennis Prunty? He won won the Dixieland a a few years back. Rich Bickle, there's another one who uh, won back in the day. Uh, Casey Johnson, he won by default out there because Kyle was uh, um, too light. And then you know Kyle Bush, how many championships does he have? Oh my God, just uh, just crazy. And uh, you know, and then Ty Majeski, uh, he was uh, he's champion uh, all over the place <laughs> wherever he goes. It's like Dalton Zier, you know, he's a Midwest champion too. So how's that? That's kind of. Do you know any more? Out of that yeah, list. Not- Aust- Austin Mason, there's another one that won a championship.
0: Not, not bad. Um, how, how many would you guess?
1: That I went down the list, you know, and, and my God, I'd look at Andrew Morrissey. There's another one that's got ahead of a championship and Justin Mondike. And, oh my God, I'll say, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I'll say, how about 17?
0: Uh, very, very close by my count. And I may be missing, uh, missing a few here. Um, you pointed out two that, uh, have slipped through. I didn't count red, white, and blue. And I absolutely should. Cause that's a big championship. I have by my count 18 and we'll run through them here. Uh, Johnny Sauter actually only has one truck championship, but he has one. There he is. Uh, Brazen Bennett. He has a late model championship or two out at WIR. Uh, Andy Monday, the 2017 super late model champion at WIR. Uh, Caden Lapsovich, uh, from Canada. He has a few championships up there. Uh, Bob or Pollard. I, I could spend all day counting how many he has.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Travis Braden. I threw his name in there cause he's a snowball derby champion. Um, Andrew Morrissey has a Midwest tour championship. Dennis Prunty has multi-time slinger. Um, And he's the 2016 winner of this race. Uh, May even have a Tundra championship. Um, Jeff Van Noutenhoven, WIR super late model. He has a few. Rich Bickle Jr. was the 1989 winner. Um, Probably has a championship or two or multiple somewhere. Uh, Casey Johnson, he has a Midwest Tour championship, a Tundra championship. Uh, Brent Strelka has a late model championship at WIR. Kyle Busch, uh, 2007 winner, two-time Cup champion, in addition to Xfinity and Truck. Um, Jonathan Island, he has a Midwest Tour Championship yes, time. He does. Jeffing, uh, Midwest Tour champion and the defending winner of this race. Dalton Zier had a Midwest Tour and Thunder Championship, and then the two that you mentioned, Maxwell Schultz and Bobby Kendall, they have Red, White, and Blue uh, Series championships at WIR. So, uh, by my count, that would be eighteen. May not know of a, a few more. Try to do as much research as we could there, but eighteen by my count, uh, that is outstanding. When I was starting to write these down, it was like, "Holy cow, is this going to be a good field?"
1: Yeah, we're going to have fun Tuesday. And the weather's going to be good, and it's all going to be a going to be a fun night. Going be a fun night out there. Always is.
0: Um, so here's another trivia for you, Mark. Who has the most? Dixieland two
1: hundred and fifty wins. Hmm. I would, uh, you know, you kind of let, you kind of said Johnny Sauter. You know, there isn't too many multiple drivers out there. Um, God, I haven't remembered. It's. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say Johnny Sauter.
0: Okay, that would be incorrect. Johnny Sauter has two. And that would be in 2010 and 2014. Uh, remember, this is going back to 1981. Do you have another guess? With that reminder,
1: so you're going way back, you know, like Rich Bickle. You know, I don't know how many times he wanted, you know, and I, I you know, Dick Trickle. I think he took a couple of them, you know, and then uh, if you're thinking way back, a uh, Butch Miller. Um, you know, I'll probably say Butch Miller. I mean, he ran Connor really well. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll throw that. I'll throw that out there. How about Butch Miller? That's a great guess. Um, and Butch did win it a few times. He won it three times: 1985, 1986. He was the first person to go back to back, and then also in nineteen eighty-eight. Um, but that is also incorrect. The person who wins it, and I'm sure you'll, after I say it, you'll think about it. It's probably not a guy that comes to the forefront of your mind. But how about Steve Carlson? Oh, he yeah. Had, <laughs> Yep. Seven wins, seven, 1997, 1998, 2001, 2003, 2004, 2008, and 2009. And also, during his run there, they did not run in 2006. So that could have been another one that he could have taken. But seven wins for Steve Carlson. That I knew he had won it quite a few times, but I didn't know seven. That's That's pretty impressive.
1: I just shake my head like, oh yeah, I forgot about Steve. You know, back in them early two thousands, he was untouchable. He was, he was the man. And he went around Wisconsin. You know, he was the guy. Hey, he's still ripping up lacrosse. He's still, he's still running out there. So he's still got a wheel in his hand. And uh, but yeah, back in the day, he was untouchable. He was the man.
0: Absolutely. I remember him uh, a couple times coming up with that orange 66. That was always a sharp, sharp looking car. Um, So I'll kind of run down the list here. Uh, Second most is one of your idols, Mark Dick trickle. He has won it four times, 1983, 1987, 1990, and 1991. Uh, Butch Miller would be third, three times, as we just mentioned. And then there's a couple of drivers that have two wins. The first being Mark Martin. He won it in '81 as the inaugural race, '1984 as well. Um, and then you look at Scott Hansen. He won it in '93 and '99. Joe shear won it in '94 and '96. Uh, Brian Hoppy ran it in, uh, won it in 2000 and 2002. Uh, Johnny Sauter also has two wins, 2010-2014. We previously mentioned that. And then you have a couple of one-time winners in between here. Jim Sauter won it in 1982, although there should be an asterisk next next to that. And maybe Mark Martin's 81 because they split up the races in 1981. And the overall winner was Mark Martin. But Jim Sauter actually did win uh, one of those races that evening. Uh, Rich Bickle, you had mentioned, he only has one, 1989 Steve Holeshout 1992, Brian Reffner, 1995, Stephen Light 2005. Uh, He went to NASCAR and had some success out there. Uh, Kyle Busch has tried a few times. He's won it once 2007, Tim Schindel 2011, Nick Merdick 2015, Dennis Prunty 16, Casey Johnson 17, Chase Purdy 18, and Ty Majeski is your defending winner. Next trivia for you, Mark. Third and final, how about that? Uh, What year since 1981 did they not run the Dixieland uh, 250?
1: That was rather recently. It's like 2000, wasn't it like 2012 through 2015?
0: Close. Uh, 2006 was one of those years. Uh, 2012 and
1: 2013. Um, yeah, I knew it was in the early 2010s that there was that it wasn't run. And this is going off of
0: some information. Midwest Tour has a different information. They on one of their sites a few years ago they said it started in '91 and wasn't run. Um, there's some information saying that it wasn't run in 2014, but the information I saw was Johnny Sauter won it. So uh, I have it down as three, which would make this race the 37th running. Of the Dixieland 250, and this year it's the Candrewd Auto 250. Um, can't thank them enough for coming on and supporting local racing, something that we're very passionate about.
1: Yeah, they threw out some free tickets out there, and I hear somebody uh, somebody won those. So <laughs> it was a uh, so support the, that Chevy group up there in Green Bay, huh?
0: Yeah, I always gotta support those uh, Chevy guys. They're they're usually the best. Uh, <laughs> but no, you and I go back and forth. We jab each other every now and then. I don't think I jabbed you on here before. Uh, but um, no, just fantastic sponsor. Th- thank th- thank you again, Gandrude, for for coming on, uh, supporting a great event that all of us love to go to. Uh, and and Mark, you were one of those winners. I think they gave away four or five sets of four away you were one of those winner and and you do a lot for the racing community and um i gotta also say thank you to you because you were you're giving my family a a chance to go out there uh with those tickets as well so appreciate it and uh we're gonna have some fun
1: yeah so have a good birthday out there buddy on tuesday and uh stay away from them funnels uh (laughs) you know that uh you know that the beer don't taste too hot out of them funnels so a lot of people have been asking me how early can we go out there You know, because some people want to probably set up seats and stuff like that. And I I said, well, practice starts early. And so um, I'm going to be out there at noon, uh, out there and helping uh, sell Ty Majeski gear out there, you know, to help Ty and the team. and uh, But the uh, the practice starts out there at 2.15 is the Midwest Tour practice. uh, And then the trucks will be running back and forth. So you can come early, but then you have to uh, pick up and go outside the gate at 4 o'clock. And then they close the gates, and uh, they'll let people in after five. And then, uh, so then, uh, there's qualifying at five, five o'clock. Top 16 get in, and then they, uh, and then we're going to do some last chance races. Uh, there's a fan autograph session at six o'clock, and it's in the grandstand somewhere. You'll have to pay attention to that. Uh, we'll do the national anthem at six fifty-five. And we're going to go racing at 7 o'clock on Tuesday with the truck, race, truck last chance race. And then there's a couple uh, last chance races for the Midwest Tour. I think there's two of them, it looks like, or something like that. Maybe three even, because uh, I believe there were, what, what, 28 cars in? Is that right, Joel Lauren?
0: Yeah, they they uh, said 28. And, uh, you know, that's always subject um, to the promoter there. So we'll see what happens. I've seen 28 thrown out there. Uh, so 16, make it on time. They have two, uh, last chance races listed. So maybe four provisionals if, if need be. Uh, so we'll have to see what that sometimes those, those things change a little bit. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but as of right now, I've seen 28 thrown out there.
1: Yeah, so there's probably going to be a top 16 get in, and then there's going to have two last chance races till the top four get in, and that'll be 24, and then the promoter can put four extra in. And then, uh, then the trucks are going to run a 35 lapper, and then we're going to do driver introductions, and then we're going to fire up the 250. So, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a den day.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we, we would be reminisced if we didn't uh, mention, uh, all the people with the Archimedes West tour and the track that are working this event. Um, always every Thursday we should thank them. Um, but especially for this event, a Tuesday. So there, they might be doing some extra work this week. Uh, the Arkham West tour comes in during a, a day of the week there. So Greg McCarms and, and his crew do a fantastic job. Um, Really, really looking forward to it. It's it's one of the crown jewels, and you heard that in their interview from from Chase Motorsports and the other uh, drivers that we interviewed. It's it's one of the big ones. Uh, you want to be here. I mean, you have Kyle Busch coming up a few times. NASCAR guys have been a part of this for a long time. Um, so just just a great group. You know, you have the eighteen or so past champions or defending winners. Um, it. I mean, you say twenty eight. But twenty eight might be hard to get in if you if you slip up a little bit or are having a challenging day, with uh, with having that group out there that that could be a big
1: challenge. Oh yeah, like I say, it's, you got to be perfect. You absolutely have to be perfect if you want to win that race. Um, any malfunctions or or penalties or whatever what happens, you know, or something breaks, you're you're pretty much done. The, the competition is too stiff out there.
0: And let's give a hand to the local drivers that are going to run too. Let's not forget they raced Thursday. They're going to race. Some of them are going to race Tuesday and then Thursday again. So if something goes awry for them on Tuesday, they have to bust their butts Tuesday night, Wednesday to have their machine ready on Thursday. So they're going to have a, a tough week as well. And, you know, it's always great to see the locals uh, go in. Andy Monday mentioned, if you have a super late model, we, we hope that you race or should race his opinion. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's a tough challenge. I absolutely understand why a lot don't do it, but the ones that do, you always are looking for, because uh, that's a tough week for them.
1: Yeah, and if anybody uh, wants to run into us, uh, more than likely, since you and I both, uh, I believe, we've got Wednesday off. Um, I'm not. I'm camping uh, on that side of the Lake Winnebago, so I don't even have to go home that night. And so, uh, could be out there rather late. So if you want to run into us, we're probably going to be uh, hanging out with the the winner and uh, doing some celebrating right there. I, you probably would find us there. At least I know I'll show myself up over there for a while.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'll I'll be there with celebrating uh, a big birthday coming up here. I'll I'll be there with you. We hope to grab some more interviews for a uh, another podcast recapping it. So we'll, we'll be out there. Uh, we'll be out there for a little bit and having a good time with, with everyone down there. Uh, this, the, I can't say it enough. Uh, this is, this is going to be a dandy. This is, this is going to be a good one. We hope to,
1: we hope to see you out there. Yeah. So, and stop by the main gate, uh, the Majeski table will be going on. Uh, I heard there's some new merchandise that's, that, uh, Ty's mom has gotten a hold of and, She's actually uh, working it at the Dells tonight and that race is going on as we're, as we're speaking here, but uh, otherwise I'll be at the table and uh, stop by and say hi. And if you want to talk racing, uh, I'll talk to you all day about racing. I like talking about that stuff. Right, buddy?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I might be over uh, by the Majeski talking to you a little bit, uh, got the family coming out. So um, be with that, but absolutely I'm one to find to talk racing too, obviously. So, uh, find me. We may be by Mark. We may be, uh, a little down from him. So, uh, come find us out. Uh, one thing we should mention here to, to end the night here, um, Great Lakes Frequency has the frequency out there. Also, Midwest Tour has shared those. So Midwest Tour actually has them. So if you follow them on Facebook or Twitter, go look at their page. They have the frequencies out there. Great Lakes Frequency does a fantastic job. I know, Mark, you're on there quite often looking for updated information um, so they do a great job. Thank you to them for putting it out there because it's, uh, it's awesome as a fan to go out there and be able to listen to the crews and drivers and see what's going on and, and know what's going on if, if something happens or how there's cars running during, during caution and all that. So, uh, kudos to Great Lakes Frequency. We appreciate it.
1: And, uh, Jim Trado is going to be there with his, uh, with his group and they're going to have live radio interviews right outside the gate. We're going to be right next to them right there. Uh, and that's going to be at six o'clock and there's going to be live radio interviews and the drivers are going to be there. So maybe a a place where you might be able to hang out and get lucky enough to get a picture of one of your favorite drivers. So, so just a heads up to, uh, to check that out too.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, A lot of people are going to be out there. So, um, thank you everyone for listening. Again, you can follow Double L Sports Network on Facebook and Twitter. That is LL Sports Network. No spaces on Twitter. Spaces after LL and Sports um, on Facebook. So be sure to to follow us there. We'll be giving you updates, more podcasts. So be sure to look for that. And Mark, thanks again for for joining me as usual for these racing podcasts uh, on Loose Lug. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again Tuesday night.
1: All right, man. We'll uh we'll tip a happy birthday beer for you on Tuesday, man. And uh we're gonna have a fun day. So yeah, we'll see everybody out there.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again, everyone. We'll, we'll see you out there. Talk to you soon.
1: See ya. See ya.